Now, Dennis, right now, I'm wondering who is more excited to make this announcement? Welcome to the Pints and Pews podcast. I'm your co-host, Dennis. And I'm your other co-host, Robert. And we're just a couple of guys talking the Catholic faith over a pint or two of our favorite beers. So why don't you pour yourself a pint, pull up a chair, and listen in for the next little while. As we take the faith seriously, but not necessarily ourselves. And as always, if you want to take part in the conversation or have an idea for the podcast, leave us a comment or swing by our Facebook page and drop us a message. Dennis, buddy, how are you doing today, my friend? Good, Robert. We've got sunshine. The rain has finally stopped after it seems like weeks on end. God the is Blue good. Jays, God the is Blue good. Jays are losing. They're like five. They lost five in a row. The Leafs have lost two in a row. So it's not a good time to be a sports fan in Toronto. But other than that, things are going great. Yourself? My TFC won last week. So yes, I, they did win this last week. Someone's holding up the. Except the, I can't the watch Toronto them one. anymore because I think they're all on Apple TV. It's very frustrating to watch TFC now. That is the bane of the existence of most of the TFC fans mm-hmm. at this time. Is that what they're saying? Just, hey, yeah. yeah, it's so frustrating when I want to see them on a Saturday. And I can't get, I can get every mother, every other major sports franchise in Toronto, but I can't get TFC. No, and I find that frustrating too. Not that I have cable. No, not that you're in the into the 1990s, but you will get there. But the the thing that frustrates me sometimes about watching sports there, Dennis, is mm-hmm. that there really is no free streaming either. Good point. Right. Before everything went digital, I mm-hmm. used to have rabbit ears on the television. At least yeah. then I could pull in the odd hockey game or CFL game yeah. right, or Blue Jays game because that was... That sharp of, picture, right? That sharp picture that you had right in front of you. Everything in Canada has snow, buddy. Right? Snow, snow, snow. But yeah, you're right. At least you could get some games. But I don't even mind, but at least put, put them on. Like, don't put them on, uh, what is it, Apple Plus or whatever? I mean... I have no idea. Yeah, I think they're on Apple I re- Plus. I refuse to pay whatever for Apple it. Plus is. But anyhow, listen, we had a great guest last week. Good responses, good comments about our guest John Dawson. Yeah, I was really yet. amazed. That has been some of the best feedback that we've had was with John's episode. Mm-hmm. And I was also kind of surprised that nobody bid on the wrestling part of that show outside of my son and his buddies who thought it was absolutely hilarious Mm -hmm. and they liked that we gave them the shout out i was actually half waiting for a little bit of uh, backlash that uh, we were not even taking the faith seriously with that right but i think john was able to put such a good catholic and christian spin on the wrestling Mm -hmm. element of that that uh, you know for me it was a bit of an eye-opener yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and it was good. And we're, you know, uh, yeah, I'd love to get him on to talk more about everything. Well, I mean, it was just so interesting. For but sure, we have, for sure. you've, you've lined up a few more guests for us for the summer, too. So I'm looking forward to that. We're still big in Rhode Island, which is always good. There's some person, some guy running a RCIA program, forcing people to listen to us. I'm convinced of that. But RCIA programs are over now. So I mean, if it's for the RCA program and those people are still coming into the church after listening That's to amazing. us, buddy, like the Holy Spirit works in amazing ways, in doesn't serious it? Serious ways, yes. Speaking of, let us say a little prayer before we begin our drinks. Well, I was, was going to say, why don't you introduce what you have on the go? There, I do. <laughs> so I got this from my sister and her husband who came back from Florida, Snowbirds, and it is called Monk in the Trunk. Show you a little picture. He's in a little trunk in the corn in some cornfields. Bry, 
wheat fields, I guess it would be. So it's Inlet Brewing Company out of Florida. It's an organic amber ale. I love this the unique, amber ales. This unique copper-colored ale derives its slightly spicy aroma from authentic Belgian Abbey yeast. I didn't know there was an authentic Belgian Abbey. I know there were authentic Belgian Abbey beers, but the subtle nutty and malty sweet flavors swim in harmony with the freshest organic hops available. Monk in the Trunk devotees are known to chant about its most intriguing quality, true drinkability. Get that? Monk in the Trunk devotees are known to chant. Did you? To get that one, there we go. I was just gonna say, you know, just like your beer, you're a little bit subtle and nutty there yourself, my friend. <laughs> now, speaking of chanting, I wanted, I wanted to. Well, speaking of chanting, uh, I have for us this evening from the Church Key Brewery out of Campbellford, which is just east Ooh. from us, uh, a holy smoke, and it's like a Celtic style. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask oh, you about how, how, how big is your beer? Uh, 355 milliliters. So this would be equal to a, um, two-thirds of a pint, I guess. Almost. So what a you're saying over. is you've got a baby beer going. Well, I wouldn't say baby. I'd say 250 would be a... Read that label right there, my friend. 650 mil. So that is about a pint. And that's a... It's an imperial pint. Oh, is it? no, that's bigger than an imperial pint. Maybe a touch. So I'm going to use yeah. uh, my handy-dandy Belgian beer opener, nice. your bottle opener. Let's see that. Right, and we'll give this a pour. Let's take a look at the color of yours. Well, oh, I'm giving this a pour. Beautiful. Look at that. Oh, that is a nice. Isn't nice? That's exactly what it says. I can't wait to jump into this. You've got a nice looking color on yours too. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the to this one as well. The holy smoke. I think I've had it before. I don't think I've had it on the show, but I've had it before. But it's a, it has a nice peaty, a full, robust flavor to it. So I'm really looking forward to to getting into that one as well. So what you're saying is I'm going to have to have my second one because you've got the large one. That's well, okay. Like, like we said in the off the top, you know, it's a pint or two of our favorite beers. That's right, and it is a weekend, correct? So we're rolling into the weekend, which we're is kind of nice. Weekend. May weekends when they're sunny are, are beautiful. Speaking so, of school nights, but yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. So let's say prayers, my friend, in the name okay. of the Father, and the, Son, the Father and the Holy and of the Son, Spirit. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless, O Lord, this creature beer, which thou hast deigned to produce from the fat of grain, that it may be a salutary remedy to the human race, and grant, through the invocation of thy holy name, that whoever shall drink it may gain health and body and peace and soul. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and of the, the Son, and of the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Cheers, my friend. Sing. Cheers, Robert. I should uh, sing like uh, Eduardo did this morning after your prayer service. Wasn't that a lovely way to end? Things? Absolutely beautiful. Wow. I love Ooh, that's nice. Ave Maria. Like I love that mm. song, but just his his voice has that soft melodic chant to There's it. Something about that voice of Eduardo's, isn't it? Just lovely. Yeah. What a way to what a way to start the weekend. So, how's your monk in the trunk there, sir? My monk in the trunk is yeah. This is uh, my third sip already. It's very good. Yours, mm. nice and full, oh. and like it says on the label, peaty, a little bit of, of smokiness to it, but it's not overbearing. No, it's not heavy. Right, so that's just going to be a, a nice beer for this yeah. evening. I'm really really enjoying that. Now, coming back to your beer, sir, it comes out of Florida. We have 
a big announcement on our Pints and Pews ball cap giveaway. The drum roll, please. We've tried doing the drum roll and it just doesn't work. So we'll listeners pretend you hear a drum roll. We have a winner. We have a winner. We have a winner. Dan Sweatland out of Fort Myers, Florida commented was one of the, the comments on our ball cap giveaway image that we had out there. And his favorite episode was from the beginning of the season when we had Keith Nestor on the show. Mm. And that was also an amazing episode. That was a great well. episode. Right. So we did get a cap into the mail to Dan. I, hopefully it's gotten there already because it has been a couple of weeks since we let him know. Um, but we wanted to wait until it was just the two of us before we made that announcement. But really excited for Dan. He's That's really great. excited to be getting the hat. He said he can't wait to to get the hat in the mail so that he can wear it around and promote the podcast. Down um, in Fort Myers. Yeah, and that's where you were not too long that's ago. Right, we had gone to the East Coast, and then we jetted across, uh, jetted across Florida, uh, Alligator Alley, to go to JetBlue Park to see the Blue Jays play the Red Sox, and that, of course, is in Fort Myers, the home of the Boston Red, Sco- Red Sox uh, training camp. So it was, yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, the park is that park is so nice, and yeah, Fort Myers is great. Anywhere in Southern Florida is great to escape the cold here, Robert, in the winter. Not that you get a chance to very often, but once uh, you might have some news for us, so maybe you will get the chance to more often in the future. future yeah, so, yeah, and just before days. we get to that news, but hopefully in the future we'll be able to get away during the winter months for a mm. little bit to, uh, you know, get out of the snow. But, you know, I love the snow. I'm a skier. I play ice Yeah, hockey. I'm a skier. Well, I wouldn't say a great skier. I haven't but, seen it, but. Yeah, we haven't got together. But you know what? No, I'm sorry. As you get older, skiing's great, and then but you gotta get out. You gotta get to, like we were. In you gotta March. warm up the bones a little. Just bit. yeah, we're sitting in the park. It's the middle of March. People are freezing back home. I think there was even snow, and we're just basking in the sunshine. So yeah, if you could get away for a week or a month, I mean that's always a blessing, isn't it? Now, Dennis, right now, I'm wondering who is more excited to make this announcement, I yourself making, or myself? No, I am making both announcements for yourself, and you will be able to chime in on the first big announcement, of course, is that after 28 years and in education, being and being much older than me, you have a special announcement to make as of, oh, I'll say, about six or seven weeks, Robert. Hence. Yeah, the the special announcement is that somehow I've managed to bend time to become older than you. Right. So you're yeah. going to have to get to confession right now for that on air. Bye. <laughs> but yes, after 28 years in Catholic education, I am hanging them up, so to speak, in a way. I will be retiring from teaching in Catholic mm. education uh, June 30th of this coming year. That's a great loss. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm going to miss you at the school. I mean, we've been together probably, what, 10 years at the school? I would. It's imagine. been 10 years since I walked through the doors at wow. Father Leo J. Austin Catholic Secondary yeah. School. Uh, and I found this guy sitting in the religious education department wearing an orange polo shirt. Uh, <laughs> was it really wearing an orange polo shirt <laughs> those are the weird kind of details i remember my friend <laughs> right that's just mm. that's just the bizarre way that my mind works sometimes isn't that funny so was that 13 14 that you came around there yeah or... yeah but it's been a great ride i thoroughly love it it has been a great ride 
like you say, it's really in a lot of ways the people in the building that I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss my colleagues yeah, for sure. Then, that's going to be a big thing. You'll miss being in the classroom, your colleagues, and everything else you could probably. Uh, and the kids. And the kids, of course. Yeah, I'm going to miss the kids. But you're yeah. not going to miss report cards and you're not going to miss the paperwork and the staff meetings and all the stuff that comes down and the more and the more that you're. Oh, 100%. I'm probably going to yeah. call you during those staff meetings just to rub it in, right? I know. I know you are. But you're not that much further behind me. I'm not that much further behind. In fact, yeah, we're very close. And uh, I'll be there soon enough, please, God. Exactly. And like you said, the the most exciting part of that is that you're not actually retiring. For, you're retiring from teaching. But, but I'm not are... retiring from teaching either because no. I, I will still be teaching, teaching. in this Because you'll, in fact, become, you're going to almost be like my boss, but not really, but kind of like a boss. I'm going to be your spiritual boss. Yeah, my spiritual director. I'm going to be there on Sundays to make sure that you're not leaving right after bear. communion. That you're going to stay for the final blessing, the <laughs> announcement. not sleeping during the homily, which I don't sleep during Father Chris's or Father Kevin's homily. But yes, so you are now the new lay pastoral associate at St. Bernadette Parish in Ajax. Ajax, yes. So for our listeners, of course, Robert lives about it's 35 Only minutes door to door. 35 minutes northeast of, of Ajax. So that's about 45, 50 minutes northeast of Toronto. An hour northeast, northeast of Toronto. So he's coming back closer to the city, but not quite in the city, to take on this new position. Because it's a perfect fit for you, Robert, correct? I'm really excited. And if really I have continued to say to Father Chris, I really wish I could have been starting right away. Mm-hmm. But in fairness to my colleagues at the school, want to see out the school year. Yep finish out the the semester but i'm really excited uh, not just because this is your parish so i'll get to mm-hmm. to still see you yeah in retirement good, really not good. that we would have broken up or anything right, right. because i was retiring but also we'll be working with uh, former pints and pews guest uh, father chris lemieux that's right, right who we had it. on a little over a little under a year ago we had on last summer was it last summer we had father chris it wasn't that was it, it was that in july or august of last year i thought it was a few months ago yeah time flies and but thinking of a few months ago as well i'll be working with former pines and pews guest monica Matelski, the youth minister at saint bernadette's right when she comes back from her maternity leave right. in That's september great. Or october mm-hmm. so i i'm really excited and uh excited to have gotten to know father kevin the associate pastor mm-hmm. uh Myrna and Marva and Jay and Elizabeth and the the whole staff. And Celeste, yes. And and Celeste uh, and some of the parishioners. And I feel really bad because I'm horrible with names and kind of had a a whirlwind meeting with parishioners on Coffee Sunday a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And everybody's coming up and introducing themselves. And yeah. It's okay. You only have about a thousand plus parishioners to learn the names of in the next few months but no i'm excited robert i'm excited for you you know i love saint bernadette's it's a great parish it's a thriving parish it's you know uh certainly the demographic has changed in over the last 25 years since i've been there but i think it's absolutely great it's infused such a dynamism into the church that i'm excited that you're coming into this now this is going to be a great way to kind of transition i don't want to say transition into retirement but certainly to uh, do it, you know, you're doing a different kind of work now. Like well, you said, you're teaching without the homework, which is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. Like that's the perfect, perfect part of it. I yeah. have the preparation part of it, and I'll be in the classroom with the kids. Uh, 
but I won't have the marking to deal marking with, which is uh, any teacher knows that's kind of the bane of your existence is the marking. And it won't be a straight nine to five position as well. No, evenings and weekends can work from home a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Father Chris has been absolutely amazing in allowing me to kind of work my way in to put in the hours that I am able to put in to do the work that needs to be done before the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. But in the summertime, when things are quieter at the parish, will really give me a chance to get in there, uh, sink my teeth into things and get things ready for the upcoming year. And so I really also thought maybe we should explain to our listeners a little bit the role of the lay pastoral associate. I, I think a lot of people, I know there's probably different terms down to our uh, Southern brothers and sisters in the States, but you're right. I think a lot of people maybe have heard the term or seen the acronym, but they're not sure what this job actually entails because a lot of churches now have LPAs. Do they not, Robert? At least in the greater Toronto area. More and more in the greater Toronto yeah. area, in the Archdiocese of Toronto, you're seeing that. Sometimes it's lay pastoral associate, which is mm -hmm. my title. It could be lay pastoral assistant uh, is another title. I've also seen the title parish catechist okay, used as well. And it doesn't really matter which name, which title you use. It's kind of the same role in all three of those in that really there to help Father Chris and Father Kevin mm -hmm. with the pastoral formation, with the faith formation in the parish. Mm -hmm. So my number one priority is going to be uh, sacramental preparation. Mm -hmm. So preparing the students for First Holy Communion and First Reconciliation which it's been about 20 years since I was in an elementary classroom, right. yeah, of course. Uh, especially children that young. You know, thanks right. be to God, my wife was a retired kindergarten teacher. She's going to help me out with that and how to deal with the, okay. the younger kids. I have taught the younger kids. Like at the mm -hmm. beginning of my career, I taught mm -hmm. grades one through eight. Right. So I do have experience with them. It's just been a while. And so, you're older. There's a little bit mature. trepidation, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm, instead bit. of a father figure, now I'm more of a grandfather figure <laughs> for those, those kids. So I'll be working first Holy Communion, first reconciliation preparation, and confirmation preparation mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And again, that's a program that I've done before at our former parish at St. Leo's in Brooklyn for three or four years. Right. Uh, I did the confirmation preparation as well. Uh, so that doesn't scare me as much as working with the little ones. Mm -hmm. With the little ones night, eh? uh, we'll be taking the lead on the RCIA. Okay, as well. Out of the mouths, out of the mouths of babes with the little ones. But you know what? I, I think this is so necessary, Robert, in the sense, in the sense that there are so there's so much on the plate of pastors and assistant pastors nowadays. Just to have somebody else step in there to say, "Listen, we can." I can take this off your plate to kind of let you do other things. Cause I mean, they're just run off. I mean, they're stretched so thin on, on many occasions. Are they not? Well, hundred percent, hundred percent. And in a lot of ways, I liken it to uh, the reading from the Acts of the Apostles. It was maybe two weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, was the reading of the, the diaconate when the, the installation of the diaconate, mm -hmm. if I'm using that word properly, uh, where in the reading from the Acts of the Apostles, it says that the, the apostles were so busy dealing with the sacraments, so preaching the word, evangelizing, they didn't have the time for the social justice end of the calling of right. being a disciple of Christ. 
And so they ordained these seven men as deacons. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not to say that the lay pastoral associate is the same as a deacon, because mm -hmm. a, a deacon is uh, an ordained minister of the church. Right. But you're right. The notion is, is I'm to go in to take some of these responsibilities, not out of the hands of the pastor, because the pastor is the one who's ultimately responsible for the people of the parish, mm -hmm. But it's to take some of the workload off in those areas. And, you know, thanks be to God and, and very humbled that Father Chris saw fit that I would be able to do that for the people of St. Bernadette Parish in Ajax. Yeah, that's, I know that was a great, uh, a great hire on his part, but certainly he's getting a very good person and you're in yourself uh helping out with the church yeah. yeah and then so eventually from that like i said the sacramental prep but we'll also move as i said into more of a faith formation role as well mm -hmm. so leading the retreats at the parish whether it's in advent or lent or other times organizing having other speakers come in like eventually yeah yeah uh, some some parish missions uh, and different aspects but again looking at the bulletin and getting to know St. Bernadette's, it's already a thriving, busy, mm -hmm. and very dynamic, faith-filled mm -hmm. parish. Yeah. There's like you lots said, that go on. Robert, there's tons going on. And for everybody, if you know, whatever you want to find there, you can find. But you said like you're only 30 minutes away. And but if you look at your own parish with our former pastor, Father Keith, it's just that much smaller. There's just not as much going on because there's not that congregation there. They're not the numbers. And and you're not so far away yet. It's almost like I don't it's a different world. Times. Yeah, it's a completely it's busy, a completely different busier. world. Yeah. And when I was applying for the position, I went and spoke with Father Keith because mm -hmm. he is your former pastor. Right, that's and great. Yep. He's been in our parish now for two and a bit years. And before that, he was at St. Bernadette's in Ajax. So I did go and bend his ear to see what it would be like going into this role mm -hmm. uh, as part of my discernment process right. in it. And he said, you know, take Immaculate Conception where we are now in Port Perry. And he said, put it on steroids. Mm. And that's really where you're going to be at St. Bernard. They said, put on steroids. It's a thousand times bigger, a thousand mm. times busier. Yeah. I don't want to use the term. I, I don't know if I like this, I like a sleepy little parish. But the one time I've been up to Immaculate, it seems like that, you know, just kind it, of, it is a sleepy little parish. Yeah. yeah. And but good, sometimes and a good that's sense. a good yeah. thing, right? Oh, like, yeah, Absolutely. Mind you, you're not going to get six masses a weekend, though. That's for sure. Right? We're lucky if we get enough people for the three masses for that three are scheduled. You have. Okay. Again, I'm very blessed to have been called into this role, uh, called into the role of lay pastoral associate, uh, and I'm yeah, looking forward to working hand in hand with Father Chris, Father Kevin, and especially with the people of Saint Bernadette Parish, except for one guy. You got a quote for us today, a nice little saintly saying, Robert? Yeah, so I was, again, praying and discerning, what should I use for my saintly saying for this go-round? And so I actually looked up, who is the patron saint of lay pastoral associates? Mm. And that I didn't really come up with. I couldn't find a patron saint for lay pastoral associate, but I did find a patron saint for lay ministers. Mm. So lay pastoral associate lector, extraordinary minister of the Eucharist, children's liturgy, anyone yeah. in the laity who has a pastoral role or has a ministry within the parish. And that's St. John the Baptist. 
St. John the Baptist. I did not know that. Neither did I. So I thought that was pretty cool, St. John mm. the Baptist. And so I know this rankled you a little bit, but I took two of St. John the Baptist's quotes, but I really want to treat them together because they really yes. do go hand in hand. Yes, so we as had much a as it's argument, but you you really, you made it perfectly clear that they do go together, so they can't be taken apart. Right. And so the first one is from when St. John the Baptist first saw our Lord on the banks mm -hmm. of the Jordan River, and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Mm -hmm. And that's really my role as the lay pastoral associate, is when I'm working on the faith formation, whether it's with the little ones, the teenagers, or the adults in the parishes, to point them towards Christ mm -hmm. and say, Behold the Lamb of God. Here mm -hmm. is Jesus. Here is Christ. This is how he's calling you to be closer to him. This is how he's calling you to have a relationship with him. So behold the Lamb of God. And the second one, which is one of my favorite. Well, this is, quotes. yeah, this is one of my favorites too. This is always a good quote. He must increase, but I must decrease. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, from that, behold the Lamb of God. Look, there is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now let me get out of the way. Mm -hmm. And you know what I really like about that, that both those were burned, especially the second one is I must decrease in this age of egos and look at me and put the spotlight on me. It's like, no, no, I've got to start diminishing myself so he can increase. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's a really good quote. Yeah. And anytime I've been in parish ministry, so when I've facilitated the men's groups mm -hmm. or when I do the Advent or Lent retreats, even with my books, I always first have to say to myself, I first have to remind myself, this is not the Robert LeBlanc show. Mm -hmm. And then second, I will say that to others, especially when it comes to facilitating small groups. It's not about me. It's not about me as the facilitator. It really is about Christ and developing our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, my job as lay pastoral associate, behold the Lamb of God, he must increase, but I must decrease. Mm -hmm. And now, I like you, that. And that should be given to maybe, you know, so I could think of a few choir directors over the years that should be given that to realize it's not a it's not a concert at mass, but well, that's what them. we were talking about on the last that's episode. Right. Most right? of them are absolutely fantastic, but there's been a few over the years where you know maybe spotlights a little bit too much. And it's them. not just it's, music ministers either. No, no, definitely right. not. Anyone involved in the liturgy can get caught mm -hmm. up into that difference between performance and worship. Mm -hmm. you know, as a lector, I have to be very careful. Am I putting too much of my own emphasis into the reading, or am I allowing the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit to read through me? Good point, yes. Right? Uh, the priest, when they're doing the consecration, mm -hmm. right? And we've all, all of us, know of some priests that it's more about the performance of the consecration mm -hmm. where others it's all about the humility of holding the lamb of god in their hands yes, yes. good point never even thought about that with regards to the priest but it could certainly turn out that way for some priests right even How the usher with the collection basket if he's throwing that like a frisbee up and down the <laughs> pew right or if he's twiddling the ends of it you know before yeah. he takes it up. or or the the thurifer right with the yeah. thurible the altar server with the incense if yes. he's swinging it around like it's a, a lasso around his head yeah right he must increase but we must decrease yes you have your own saintly saying, sir. Oh, was I supposed to bring one this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got one. Right and we're just blessed that you showed up. 
<laughs> Almost didn't. Okay, Robert, this one's actually for you because you and Ellie do probably a little bit more hosting than myself and and my lovely wife Paula. We do more in the summer, I'd say, than maybe all year round. But maybe when you've got some relatives over that you, I don't know, you kind of had to invite, but you didn't necessarily want to. I thought I you, you ever notice you've not been invited back. Yeah, I know, right? That's been about five <laughs> years. I'm counting. Okay, here we go. Every guest is to be received as if it were Christ himself, St. Benedict. Once again, for our listeners, every guest is to be received as if it were Christ himself. That's a tough one, especially when you're trying to get rid of people maybe that are overstaying their welcome. Robert, what do you think of that? Isn't that nice to think of that? Yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's from the rule of St. Benedict. Every guest is to be received as if it were Christ himself. That's a tough one, though, Robert, in today's day and age when... You know, some people. When there's just some people, when you see them pulling up the driveway, you're turning out the lights and closing the drapes. And that's right. And you and you gotta force yourself to welcome that person in. That's it's tough, but I guess we're all called to do that. Yeah, and this goes back, like I said, it's from the rule of Saint Benedict, mm-hmm. and it was written for the monks in the monastery, and so it wasn't necessarily with the intention of guests like having your friends over right. or guests like having your family over. No, right? but it was certainly travelers, not. right? right? P- pilgrims, people that were pilgrims. traveling through, and people who were maybe not the most wealthy of travelers. That's right. right? Yes. So they might not be able to pay for their lodging. Or food for the night. Right. But even can be adapted to today to look at to some people. Oh, maybe for that, sure. And, and certainly that we don't necessarily want or we got certain members of our family, maybe, you know, I wouldn't say in-laws because I get on with mine as you do yours. Correct. Very much and so. Yes. So but maybe for some people, it's difficult when they have people over. But you have to open your, your I guess, your doors to everybody who comes comes your way. Yeah, and like you're saying, especially at those big festive moments when yes. you are having the family over, and we get along with most of our family, but mm-hmm. there's always that one family member right. that just gets under our skin, that rubs us the wrong mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but we have to invite them because we're inviting the other ones, mm-hmm. and you know, we have to deal mm-hmm. with it. But like you said, treat them like they're Christ themselves. And it comes back, we had... As a saintly saying one time on the show from mm-hmm. San Jose Escriva, you know, don't think that person annoys me. Say that person sanctifies me. Yes. Right. And treat them like they they were Christ. And yeah. it's funny sometimes where we think about that, you know, we really don't treat each other very, very well. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden that would be Christ in front of us, we'd be falling over ourselves. Oh, yes. Right. And really, Christ comes to us hidden in the, mm-hmm. our guests. He in comes guests, to us hidden yeah. in the, those people who drive us a little bit drive around us the a bend. bonkers, yeah. Right. And I think maybe we could, you know, elaborate or we could extend that word "guest" to all the people that walk into our lives. Yeah. All right. Like the, the students in our classrooms are guests right. in our classroom. Mm-hmm. The strangers right. we meet out and you know just doing our shopping or or going out on a regular basis to whatever we have to go appointments. Exactly, we need yeah. to see Christ in every individual, and man, that's hard sometimes. I know it's hard, yeah. And but it's important. It's, I wonder, is it hard because of the way the other person is, or is it hard because of our own hardness of heart? Mm. Hey, who's at fault? 
who who's at fault for Maybe a bit of both? Yeah. I say I'd say a lot of it lies within ourselves. Yeah. And I think again, we have to be the ones to to make the effort. Maybe that other person doesn't know or again, that's where it falls upon us. It behooves us to see Christ yes, in that other person. Mm-hmm. How difficult is that, like you say, Robert, with the person that annoyed you, correct? Yeah. But again, like you were saying before, we need to put our ego aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No? Check our egos at the door. Yeah. Check our ego at the altar. I like that. Check our ego at the door. Yeah, because that's exactly what you said in your previous one. He must increase, but I must decrease. It's hard for us to decrease in this age where it's all about social media and how many hits you have and likes you have and whatever else you do on social media, which I'm well, not on. But. That's right. Like the world tells us it's all about us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, no, very, very difficult. So, no, that's a beautiful quote. I love that you picked that up from St. Benedict. Yeah. St. Benedict's one of my my favorite saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the rule is actually a very easy read to do. Uh, there's another part in the rule, and I can't, I'm just going to paraphrase because I can't remember the exact amounts, but something along the line that you should have half a bottle of wine a day or something like that. Nice. At least a glass. You know, At least that was, a glass. I, I still remember the retreat I took when I was in Australia. We went to Nunosia and it was the Benedictines. And that was, I mean, that there was the whole silence thing. And it's just a beautiful weekend. And I was quite young. I We got to get back there. Where's the nearest one to us, Robert? Benedictines? Yeah. Oh, that stuff. I, I, that, that's a job for Google. Yeah. But I do have to say, Trappists are in the Benedictine tradition. Okay. And we all love a good Trappist Dale, so there you go. So, my friend, it is now that time of the show for What in the the Church church is That? Is That? Where's our music? I thought you promised, weren't we doing music like Yeah, well, we have a lead on some music to... To bring us into that, we kind of got a rough one. You had to listen to it. It sounded that really wasn't good. rough. That sounded pretty good for a rough one. Yeah, so You're not talented friends. My my buddy Rob has put together a little yeah. bit of music and uh, a little voiceover on that. Uh, I know he wanted to polish it up a little bit, and so his friend also she does voiceover work. So they're going to put something together. If we don't have it in time, if we have it in time for this episode, you've already heard it. If okay. we don't have it in time for this episode, hopefully you'll we'll have it soon and you'll you'll hear it soon. So I yeah, it, it was, is time for what in the church is that? I thought it was pretty good. Just him, and that was supposed to be rough. Yeah. So it's kind of okay. like your face. It's supposed to be rough, but it actually looks pretty good there, buddy. Look at that face. There you go. Look at that face for radio. Okay, here we go. And I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce this. Not on purpose, but my Latin's a little rusty, you know that. It has been about almost 40 years since I took a course in Yeah, Latin. at least you had Latin lessons. I never had Latin well, lessons. Well, half a half a course in grade nine, I guess. Yeah. Um we were talking about was... my grade nine religion class earlier today. All That's Star right. Wars, right? Star may Wars, may the fourth be with you, may and that was my you. my grade nine religion class. God bless. Okay, Father I'm going to say it first, and you can mispronounce me. Yeah, mispronounce me. You can uh, correct me if I've mispronounced it. However, if you're not familiar with the word, I will then spell it out for you. Triregnum. T r i r e g 
N-U-M. Triregnum. Triregnum. Regnum. You know it as a different name, but you definitely know this item. So the tri is three, and regnum would have to do with kingdom or reign or kings. He's getting there. Now, is this a... Also known as a more probably common... Is this an is this an object? Or yes, is, is, is it is, it is an object. I like this. I like this going back. It is an object. Now, what would you do with this object? Else, yeah. <laughs> I can't give you that. Can you use this in a sentence? No, because if I used it in a sentence, it would probably give it away. But you can ask me some more questions. Is it used try. in the sanctuary? No. Is it like is it used during the mass? No. Is it used during a procession? Yes. Or sorry, are you using the um present? So the notion of a procession is a present or past? No, not present. So it was used before in Correct. procession. So it's used during like an outdoor procession through the streets. At one time it would have been, yes. Not that we really have processions through the streets anymore no. anyways, at least where we live. I, it wouldn't have been used, I mean, often or by many. Now, can you give me maybe the more current name of, of that? No, because that would give you the answer. It would give, it, give me the answer. I can give you when it stopped being used. Sure. When was, when, when was it stopped? In the early used? 60s, it was probably last used. So this is a pre-Vatican II. Yeah, right around during procession, during the uh, yeah, right around. I'm just gonna during. yeah, I'm just gonna go out on a limb. You've got you've got you get you, your first couple of clues. No, like I can look with. at the Latin yeah, where and I can get like the three kings or the three crowns. Yeah, yeah, I think you're gonna get it. Is Come it the on. Papal Tiara? Oh, Robert. Robert LeBlanc, Robert the White. The Papal Tierra. Excellent. That is exactly what it is. And it was the, the pre Vatican II that gave it away. Oh, I'm trying to remember who one, was, eh? did did Paul the where the, the Papal Tierra or no? I don't think so. I think John the Twenty Third was maybe the last one to wear the Papal Tierra. You are cl very close. The Papal Tierra is a crown that was worn by popes of the Catholic Church from as early as the eighth century to the mid twentieth. It was last used by Pope Paul the Sixth in nineteen sixty three, and only at the beginning of his reign. You're right, just after John the Twenty Third, the beginning of Pope Paul, and then no longer. Good for you, Robert. You did it. Maybe he, maybe Pope Paul only wore it through Vatican II, and then once all of the documents had been signed, that might have been when it it disappeared. It disappeared, yeah. But you remember that? I mean, people have described it as like a beehive kind of shape type yeah, thing. You can picture yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out the three because from what I remember from seeing pictures of, there was more than three pieces to it more than three parts no, to it was it. kind of three distinct if you look at some old photos and stuff it does i could see where it comes uh, where the three comes from for sure okay oh very cool you almost had me on that one I sir know. yeah and it's not going to be the most compelling part of the podcast because we were drawing it out so much i know
You're already onto the funky Buddha. So you've gone from the monk in the trunk off to the funky Buddha. Yes. And and we're just going to end with that because, and that's a shout out to my sister, Frances, and her husband, Desi, who brought me a six pack from Florida and it includes the funky Buddha as well. Are there any other religious denominations that you're going no, to? No, I think there uh, was a couple of other IPAs, but there, these were the two. Uh, the two. And you've got a couple of shout outs this uh, week, Robert. Yeah, so I actually have three shout-outs. I'm going to try to be very quick about mm-hmm. them because um, I know I you've got to be in your bonnet about uh, the, the amount of time that we're on Yeah, here. you told our listeners I wanted less than 45 when it's me and you and uh, less than an hour for most guests. But we're pretty good for the guests. We well, can then I, b- I the better guests. get at it then because we're getting close for time. Yeah, we're just past it. But who's keeping time? So... I wanted to, my first shout out, I have three. And my my first of those is to a great young couple that I've gotten to know over the last year at our parish up here at Immaculate Conception, uh, Willem and Ellen. Willem and Ellen got married, I guess it's two weeks ago now that they got married. But real big shout out in this part is Willem. Uh, I got to know Willem through the RCIA program. Mm -hmm. So I know Mm -hmm. him a little bit more than Ellen. Uh, Ellen actually was a student at my last high school that I taught before we were together. I never taught Ellen, but she was a mm-hmm. student at the school while I was there, which is kind of weird okay. in and of itself. That's interesting, yeah. But I got to know Willem through uh, the RCIA program, a uh, very deep thinker, uh, very much on the same wavelength as you and I, as uh, being very cerebral about the faith, a lot of reading, a lot of podcasts, uh, and the like, and really wants to delve into the deep theology of everything. So it's really, really, really cool. But Willem came into the church just this year. So in the span of Excellent. two weeks, I Welcome, think Willem, Willem had five of the seven sacraments. Okay. So he obviously wasn't from a mainline Protestant denomination. What, what, so because there was, there obviously was a baptism. Was My understanding was there was a baptism. I wasn't at the okay. Easter Vigil because we were traveling. My understanding was a baptism. Uh, somewhere along the line, he had reconciliation, Eucharist. confirmation, right. uh, Eucharist, and matrimony. He got married. Yeah, that's... Father was pushing for him to be in the diaconate by the end of the month so that, you know, he could add holy orders to that. And I thought you were saying Father was pushing for the last rites. For the last rites. <laughs> That's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. So the diaconate could be down the road. Who knows? Who knows? So he's one who could end up having had all seven sacraments in, in close succession. Uh, another very, very quick shout out. So is, just, just before yeah, you oh, finish yeah. that, Robert, so you're saying that the Holy Orders, the actual sacrament itself does include the diaconate. So you could uh-huh. actually, it doesn't have to be... Um, uh, or ordination of the priest, uh, the priesthood. And that's my understanding. Oh, I'd have to dig that. deeper into okay. that, but that would be my understanding because you are you are ordained a deacon. Okay, so you could get seven sacraments still. So could you? Yeah. So there you go. Most likely you because you're retired. And oh, younger. we're gonna get you on that. <laughs> and the second shout out. So yeah. Sh- second shout out, just very quickly. The beer manager at the LCBO on Leslie Street in Newmarket. Job well done. The selection of craft beers in that beer fridge is prima, like second to none. I'm That's used great. to the one here in my town. Again, like mm-hmm. you're saying, we're kind of a sleepy little town, yeah. more of a little village. Uh, you go into the beer fridge there and you've got kind of your your standards, uh, big industry, plus a couple of local breweries. Yeah, yeah. 
where this guy in Newmarket, I was like a kid in a candy shop. And it was like, I'll take two of those and two of those and two of those and two of those. So I've got... I've got an eclectic set of beers lined up for the next six mm. or seven episodes. Oh, well, you know what? We should just give a shout out to all beer managers throughout the province of Ontario in the LCBOs. Because if we were teachers, that would be the one job that we could be doing for sure, Robert. Oh, for sure. For sure. But you know what? Some are just better than others. Yes, Some absolutely. are really good about getting a great selection of craft beers yeah. in and others not so much. I've heard well, that the guy maybe- in Ajax is pretty good. Yeah, and I think too it, it depends on their clientele. If they have a lot of people pushing for certain beers, and maybe up a new market, I don't know. Maybe you have a more of a Toronto suburban crowd coming oh, for up sure. demanding these. For sure, and maybe you know it's a a simpler kind of beer taste in in Port Perry. Maybe I don't know. So what you're saying is those of us from New Market are a little bit snob. <laughs> I, I know of a say, couple other people who I, listen to this podcast who are going to have it out for you after i thought you were going to say you're saying that those of us from perry are a little bit simple and i never said that at all well no we are a little bit simple up here but simple is good simple is good and the last one is my, my final shout thing. out the the people of saint bernadette parish in ajax except for that one guy who i'm talking with right now <laughs> Actually, the one guy I'm talking with right now, like I said, I don't know who's more excited about this job, you know, you or myself. I know, that was so such good news to hear that, that you're coming. But the, the the people at St. Bernadette Parish, like, so welcoming and just so gracious and so full of the faith and so yeah. vibrant. Um yeah, I was there for one Sunday for Coffee Sunday, and it was like I was part of the woodwork already. Yeah, and you know what, Robert, and 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 that's the thing about the Catholic Church, and maybe we'll leave off on this, is that it isn't really a microcosm of the world, isn't it? Like, you, there's no other a church I would imagine you go to, and you could, you know, rich sits beside poor, black sits beside white. And everybody just gets along because you're there for one thing and one thing only, right? You're there for the Eucharist. You're there to hear Christ. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I, I think our our church is really a reflection of Canada and probably North America as well. It's just, it's got every single culture there represented, all oh, Catholics from all over the world. For sure. And that yeah. is the meaning of Catholic. Yeah. It's, it's universal. universal. Exactly, Robert. Right. And just so beautiful at St. Bernadette. So I'm, again, looking forward to becoming more a part of the life at the parish and getting to more know more people uh, and be involved really in the faith journey of the people at St. Bernadette's Parish. Uh, So God willing, I'm up to the task. Um, I ask our listeners to please pray for me Mm -hmm. that uh, I have what it takes. I have the strength and the the perseverance and the wisdom, Mm -hmm. the wisdom to perform this Mm -hmm. task that the Lord has called me to. It's an important job, Robert, that's for sure, but I know you'll be up for it. So, Dennis, trying to keep this under an hour, Mm -hmm. the time seems to have flown by, probably because we are less than what we usually are. Uh, And I would say that my hourglass is just about empty, but because I had the full imperial pint, I'm actually pouring more in there, and it's going to be like almost back up to the pint line. Wow. Right. But again, the holy smoke from Church Key Brewery is an excellent ale, but it is... Yeah, like I said, peaty, smoky. It's not a cursed beer that goes down a lot faster. Right. It's it's not your that. IPA style. It's no, the antithesis of a, the IPA. You could have a couple in the hot summer, no. But yeah, it's and, always a pleasure, Robert, both the pint and the conversation. 
Oh, especially the pint. Like I said, my holy smoke here has been great. How was your monk in the trunk? <laughs> I love that name of that holy smoke. I don't know what I like better. I think this is the two best names we've had in three years in the show, correct? For beers? For beers. For coming monk in the trunk? And, and, and the holy, holy smoke. That's You can't get better than that, can you? I don't think you can. Now, here's here's the, the million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. Who's better, the monk in the trunk or the funky Buddha? I... And you better be careful. Your your eternal life in paradise hangs on that answer. Where will I end up in my answer? I'm really liking this funky Buddha. I don't... I'm going to have to say a draw? Or is that too... Fair enough. No, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I really yeah. like the, the monk in the trunk. It has a different taste, and this is kind of a lighter taste, but this is a nice little lager. So I'm enjoying both. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, no, it's been a pleasure, both the pints and the conversation. I'd like to say especially the pints. But always a pleasure to talk about our faith here on the uh, Pints and Pews podcast, Robert. Oh, very true. Now, just before we wrap up here, Dennis, perhaps there's just one small favor you could ask of our listeners. If you could take a quick moment and a couple of clicks to follow the Pints and Pews podcast on your favorite platform and give us a review. And while you're at it, give us a like on Facebook or drop us a line there or at pintsandpews at gmail.com. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners. Yes, and a congratulations to Dan on winning that cap. We'll chat again soon, my friend. God willing. And until then, why don't you remind people of the wise words of G.K. Chesterton. In Catholicism, the pint, the pipe, and the cross can all fit together. God bless. Take care.